So the Great Divide mountain bike route is perhaps one of the most iconic and well-known bikepacking routes in the United States, and this year it turns 20. So to commemorate and celebrate the communities and people along the route, our friend and musician Ben Weaver is going to go bikepacking on the Great Divide route and play a series of free shows. It is his free music tour. In this episode of PLP Talks, we sit down with Ben Weaver. Uh, we learn about the purpose of the tour, why he's doing it, how he's doing it, what he's carrying, and how he is carrying those things. Because it is no small feat to carry musical instruments while bikepacking. Before we jump in, this interview, just like all the other interviews, is supported by listeners and viewers just like you. So if you enjoy these interviews, if it's helped you uh, bear your commute or help you kill an hour at work, consider supporting the channel and the show. There's going to be links in the YouTube description as well as the podcast show notes. With all that aside, let's jump into the interview, put on those earbuds and pretend like you're working at your desk. It's okay, we won't tell and enjoy the show. Today we've got a special guest that we've known for uh, the last couple years. He's a musician as well as avid bicyclist, bike tourer, bike packer. Uh, so welcome to the show, Ben Weber. Ben, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Russ. Glad to be here. So which came first, the music or the bikes? Oh, or the, um, well, boy. That's a good question. I mean, I guess actually probably the bike came first because I still have like one of my earliest memories is this is ride is like when my dad took me to get my first bike and mm -hmm. it was raining and riding at home through the puddles when I was in like it was like right before kindergarten, I guess. So technically the bike came first. <laughs> when did you uh start incorporating the bike on tours um and, and shows and everything? Um yeah, I'm I'm so terrible with time, and I've I've been realizing lately that I need to actually figure out what year it was because I have been saying five years for probably too long now, and it's not like the years keep going by. So it, right, it gets longer and longer. <laughs> it was like somewhere it was somewhere around maybe like 2010, 11, 12, somewhere in there that I started like just throwing my banjo on my back and riding riding to gigs in town, which really wasn't a big deal, but it was. A little little while after that that I started, you know, figuring out how to carry them on the bike for longer, longer stretches of time. Mm -hmm. So what's what I guess what was the impetus to actually do like longer musical tours with the bike? Yeah, I mean, it, it all was part of this sort of big transformation that I went through, um, like around that same time of 2010 through 13 ish where like I had been playing music in the traditional way of touring in vans and um, playing in clubs. And I had a record label booking agent manager. I was, you know, I was lucky and got to tour in Europe and Australia and other parts of the world. But I was still just super unhappy and kind of like scraping by. And I, uh, I remember just, I, I had this kind of moment when I was giving one of my kids a bath when they were, he was a lot younger. And I was like, you know, I'm just I'm waiting around to be the exception to the rule of like when the when enough people are going to figure out or connect with my music that like I can sell enough tickets to sell enough CDs. Um, but yet here I have all these things that they tell you you should have to be successful and it's mm -hmm. still struggle and I'm also not happy. So around that time I had sort of taken a break from music and I was working as a chef and doing some stuff with the food world and is kind of during that time when I realized I need to be outside all the time and I, and I need my music 
to connect with my love for being outdoors. So that was kind of what motivated me to start riding. And then um, I don't do things halfway. So I like to go long and hard and fast. And um, so I, I was trying to figure out, well, if I'm going to do bike tours, like I need to be able to ride a significant distance because I also have kids and I can't, if I do 20 miles a day, it's going to take me forever <laughs> to cover any ground. So I sort of set this standard around, around centuries and I didn't know if I could do it, but the first time that I did it, I rode 150 miles the first day and 150 the second day. Mm -hmm. And I felt totally amazing. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And then <laughs> started building tours around this kind of like hundred, hundred plus mile a day average so that mm -hmm. I could cover a decent amount of ground in a couple weeks time yeah yeah, um, yeah. and then then kind of came the water connection which was like where do i want to ride and um i really have felt compelled to talk about water and and use water as a way of connecting with people mm -hmm. so following water was a pretty was a pretty obvious format for like for picking some of my earlier longer routes Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you had a couple of themed, uh, I guess, musical tours and routes. What was it called again? Yeah, the first one, the first one that I did that we really kind of promoted was called uh, "It's All the River," and that was I rode from my home in St. Paul, Minnesota, down to New Orleans, following the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And the next one that I did after that was um, "Surrounding Water," where I went around Lake Superior. Cool. And then. Yeah, and then I did that one. It was shorter, but I came out and rode from where do we uh, from Portland up to um, Bellingham and the San Juan Islands, and then mm -hmm. did did that trip in Alaska. And um, yeah, yeah. So when you tour, like, what how many instruments do you bring, and how do you attach it to the bike? Um, yeah, so I bring the guitar and banjo and. Uh, if I had a dollar for every person who says, now you're carrying a trailer, right? <laughs> like You'd have uh, a trailer by then. <laughs> I'd have a trailer. <laughs> no, um, no, I, uh, I don't, I just had this idea. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. A friend of mine, Brianna Lane, had done some bike touring with a banjo before, and she had just stuffed her banjo in a, in a pannier. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So I talked to my friends at Banjo Brothers and they made me this kind of like custom pannier with a um, with a dry bag on top of it. And then I just bungee cord my guitar to the other side of the luggage rack. So mm -hmm. it kind of, I always tell people it looks like I got two smokestacks because the, <laughs> the instruments are sticking up much higher than usual. Um, but now I'm working with um, Sidero bags, which is um, my friend Dan, who used to run, who started Granite Gear, has now sold Granite Gear and um, opened a bike shop and is making pretty great custom bags. So they're in the process of building me a custom bag for the guitar and the banjo so that um, I can, instead of putting a banjo in a soft case in a pannier, I can just have a banjo in a bag that is on the bike. And the same with the guitar. So I'll lo lower my weight and make things a little bit more... Um, efficient right so you're i guess your your camping stuff must be fairly like minimal to kind of offset the weight of the instruments or your other uh, bike stuff yeah i just don't i mean i carry like i usually carry i ride in the same kit the whole time and then i carry like one change of clothes yeah um, so that's pretty light and then you know you know as well as anyone that the like camping and bike packing like tents and all that so it's just so lightweight now yeah 
it yeah. hardly accounts for much. But for sure, my my instruments are heavy. Um, <laughs> like I'm getting my a new set of wheels built for this upcoming trip, and 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 a Onyx Racing, which is a, a local Minnesota company that makes really great hubs. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> help me figure out a situation so that I can. I, I have a tendency of wearing out rear hubs pretty quick because of how much weight I'm carrying. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so before we uh, talk about your upcoming trip, I'm curious, like, when you started doing tours by bike, did your music change in any way? Like, by, by incorporating the bicycle more deeply? Like, was there a change in your sound, your lyrics, your subject matter? Um, I, the subject matter definitely stayed... Well, it didn't, nothing stays the same, but it was enhanced because I just found myself out in the places that I want to be and where I'm inspired even more than I already was. Um, but actually, I would say that the, like, I went through a period of quite a while of writing these, like, very, very slow kind of acoustic minimalist songs. And while it still stayed relatively minimalist, I think the sort of, like, there's the writing and um, the cadence of that has, like, brought the pace of some of my songs up a little bit more um mm -hmm. the rhythm and stuff so I, I i definitely noticed that and um i've never been one for like super literal references to anything so i, I i've never i could never be that person to write the song about like i love riding my bike every day so i always i'm i'm always looking for the metaphor you know so right <laughs> does that do you get much song inspiration while while writing I get, yes. I mean, it's become, I ride, um, you know, I ride so much every day, even that, that like with my kids and all the other things that are going on in my life, like that riding is just as with many people, I'm sure like that's the time when I unplug and when I start to like, I can process what's going on. And so, yeah, I, I would say like lots of great ideas, whether it's a song or a poem idea or, you know, a trip or some kind of project I'm working on a lot of that definitely comes from being on the bike yeah so for for people that haven't heard your music how would you describe it and where where can they find it well now i'm i'm doing a better job of making it available to the world so you should be able to get it my new and most recent record sees like a river s-e-e-s sees um is available where basically wherever you can download and stream your music mm -hmm. um and most of my back catalog, I have nine records. So most of the other ones are all available in those same places. And then if you still go to record stores, they can order CDs and vinyl. <laughs> uh, and then my website, benweaver.net, has um, a store there where I've got most of my stuff. So, yeah. And I don't, I mean, I, I've pretty strictly adhered to the principle that I don't define my music because I, I think too much is defined for us in our culture. And I, I just, I mean, I write songs about being outside and about my relationships and connections to what I learned from the places that I passed through and the people that I've met along the way my whole life, not just since traveling primarily by bike. So, um, you know, it tends to be more acoustic because mm -hmm. I can't carry an amplifier with me, but <laughs> at least I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about uh, this big tour you have coming up. Um, it's timing out with the 20th anniversary of the Great Divide. Um, so what what are you doing? Yeah, so um, I, I want to tell the story of how this happened. Like this, this past summer, 
I was, I was doing a trip where I was connecting all the different water that I've followed in the Midwest. So I started in the boundary water, right on the edge of the boundary waters, and then went around part of Lake Superior and part of Lake Michigan, and then came back home on part of the Mississippi River. And I, I tried to build a route that was as much gravel and dirt as I could, obviously going through Chicago and whatnot, like in Wisconsin, there's tons of pavement. So uh, I was in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, and uh, I'd been like on a four-wheeler trail for a long time, and lots of rain and mud. And I was reached this bridge, and my bike was leaned against the bridge, and I was having a snack. And I kind of looked up at it, and I was like, "Man, nobody knows where I am. <laughs> Has any idea what I'm that I've I'm like hauling this guitar and banjo <laughs> through the woods, riding a hundred, like riding 105 miles or something that day to like go play a show in Houghton, Michigan." And, um, not that I need the recognition, but, but when I go to the communities, people are always so inspired by the story of what we're all like participating in together. And I just, I, I realized that the route that I had made was so obscure and kind of out of the realm of most people's comprehension that, um, if I wanted to reach more people with the story, um, I should, what if I considered doing something that was a little bit more, um, tangible? So the, everyone has always been asking me like, when are you going to do the tour divide or when are you going to do, you know, in my, in sort of like the, the, the tour divide is what always gets thrown around. And I don't, I've never wanted to race something like that. Um, so then I just started thinking, why don't I just do the great divide mountain bike route? Um, and I talked to JP uh, about it because he has so much experience and I said you know I don't want to race it I want to ride it and I want to talk about the people because as you know I'm sure you and Laura know like the as you bike tour the gear that you choose is super important but the people who you meet along the way are as important if not more sometimes than mm-hmm. the tires that you choose or you know right. and and also so much of the time the focus tends to be on the rider as the hero Mm-hmm. And to me, the people who I meet along the way, they are the heroes to me. And I, I feel like there's a real need to turn the camera around and turn the story around and, and put it on these people who have decided to welcome cyclists into their communities or their homes or, you know, um, and, and uh, take care of us as we pass through. And you know, why do they want to do that? And, and 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 I think we know because it's in, inherently like humans are caregivers and we want to take care of each other. And, and somehow cycling is a real gateway to that, I think, innate quality that we all have. But I want to go out and I want to talk about that and show all the different people who are doing that and mm-hmm. offering that to, to, to riders who do this route every year. Cool. So you're going to leave with the grand depart of the yep. race and how how many uh, shows do you have lined up so far? So I just counted yesterday and there's nine that I have confirmed. Um, I'm going to, there's a few more that I'm going to confirm, but um, I'm taking a little bit of a different tact on it this time too, because many of the communities are very small. And so um, I don't need the shows to be large with lots of, of people. In fact, I'm really excited to play at like, the mercantile in Atlantic City, Wyoming. I'm, I hope they will have me. I haven't talked to them, yet. but as an example, you know, to whoever is there, and and have the music be an opportunity, if nothing else, just to just to give thanks, but hopefully as a way of maybe like 
opening up a conversation to hear some stories from from people in those communities. So I, I'm anticipating adding um, a fair number of impromptu shows. Plus, I just want to stop and sing a song, you know, in the <laughs> valley or wherever, and, and give thanks to the landscape. So, yeah, for sure, I totally appreciate that sentiment. Like you said, I think um, you know, in in some ways, in, in bike packing media, there is like an emphasis on the rider all the time, like is like this hero's journey, which mm-hmm. is cool, but um, you know, this place where we have our adventures, it seems like the backcountry, it's, it's generally someone's backyard most of the time. You know, mm-hmm. you're passing through someone's home and landscape, and it is cool to kind of acknowledge that, uh, you know, their presence or that they're there before you or, you know, that they're trail angels and they help other, like, you know, travelers coming through. So that's really mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And I think the divide is an interesting route because like as bikepacking has continued to evolve and open up, you have people going to much more remote places where the trip does kind of resemble a bit more like a traditional, you know, mountaineering or or climbing expedition where people go out and they leave civilization or whatever, are self-reliant for a period of time and then they come back. But as bike touring kind of, at least my perception of how it started, you know, a long time ago was, you would go and you would ride in maybe like very out of the way places, but you would start and end your days usually around other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a pretty phenomenal difference between bike travel and any other kind of like through hiking or other sorts of ways that people travel through the land. Yeah. And I think the divide offers a pretty interesting um, mix of that because there are times when you are going to be camping and away from everyone, but you're also like every hundred miles, it seems like you pass through some community where you're going to have some interaction with people. And that, that sort of like going from being in your head and in your heart to like then outwardly mm-hmm. communicating and interacting with other people. And I, I think that's pretty cool. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out too on this trip. Yeah. Cool. Um, so you have some partners that you're working with on this trip. So who are they and, and what's the plan? So Adventure Cycling Association, who um, obviously, you know, manages the maps for the route um, and is helping celebrate the 20th anniversary of the route, who made the route, um, we, they're, they're acting as, I would say, the main media partner. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to be doing, well, there's already a website built into their website, which is adventurecycling.org backslash music for free. Mm-hmm. Um, the name of my trip is called music for free on mm-hmm. the great divide mountain bike route. Um, so if you go there right now, um, you can enter your email and get a free song download from my, from my new record. And then what'll happen is you'll get trip updates the whole time that we're out there. We're going to be doing a blog every week. So if you're on that email list, then you'll get notification about that blog and we're going to be do, doing other updates. So, so they're really helping run that. Mm-hmm that system um and then obviously salsa is a huge huge part of this um mm-hmm. because my friend keenan de planks is coming along to make a film about the trip so that mm-hmm. we can really capture these stories and experiences of the people that we meet and have a way of of bringing that back and having it continue to live on even after the trip is gone so both adventure cycling and salsa are the main um partners in that film and then I've got. I've been really fortunate to get the help of um, a bunch of other folks, like Big Agnes and um, 
head cycling and onyx hubs and um i'm so bad at remembering these things but if you want to know it'll all be it'll all be listed somewhere and i'm i'm just i'm so grateful for all the people who are who are lending a hand yeah so and, and like sidero making all the bags and stuff so yeah what what bike are you taking um i am building up a tie a salsa tie fargo okay which um it's a whole separate podcast, probably talking about it. Five <laughs> days that was, that, it's been quite challenging, but I got all the pieces together and I'm actually, um, the, hopefully it'll, it'll be built by next week. So, yeah. Cool. So the music that you're going to be playing at the shows, is this uh, music from your latest album or is it going to be uh, new new stuff that people haven't heard yet? It'll be a mix of probably everything. I've been having some pretty strong intuition that I think I think there's going to be. I'll be I'll end up writing some songs while I'm out there in my head. I wouldn't be surprised. So we'll have to see what happens there. But and one of the I think one of the the big show dates is here in Missoula, right? Do you do you have dates yeah. locked down for that yet? Yeah, we're gonna do a concert at the. Um, is it the art park that's right across from yeah. Adventure Cycling? So we're going to do uh, like a daytime concert there. Um, and then we're going to do an evening concert at the Top Hat. Mm -hmm. do, you, uh, so, do, you know what, do you know what days those are yet? Or? Yeah, it's Thursday, um, Thursday, June 14th, I want to say. Yeah. That sounds about right. I'm kind of trying to double check on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, Thursday, June 14th. Yeah. And we're definitely, I mean, as adventure cycling starts to help roll out the communication of the trip more than what we have already, like there's the video that we made and then the, the sign up and the download, but we're going to be listing all of the shows um, and really encouraging people to ride out to, you know, if there's a show in your area, like ride out to it or the the you know there are maps for the great divide mountain bike route um you can figure out where we're going to be coming from um because we'll be sharing that and like if people people want to ride towards us and meet us as we ride into like you know steamboat or atlantic city or pinedale or wherever yeah. um and ride in with us we're going to be very very welcoming and open to that so cool are you guys gonna have a spot tracker or, or any like live live tracking yeah i'm working on i'm working on that but the plan is to have a spot tracker so yeah yeah awesome um so are you carrying or, or packing differently for this trip than other trips that you've done in the past or do you um i'm taking a different banjo because the banjo that i've been carrying forever now is just I, on the last trip i just decided it's just too heavy it's unnecessarily heavy um yeah. for what i need it for so i'm taking a lighter banjo um it's a carbon fiber but, <laughs> no <laughs> oh i wish um, I, I don't think a carbon fiber banjo would sound good no <laughs> um, so no it's just um it just doesn't have as heavy metal on the tone ring yeah um, so i don't know i mean i have my, i mean I'm, the new bags that sidero's making me that's new but otherwise like i have my 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 system kind of pretty dialed and like i i Maybe this trip will encourage me to make changes in the future, but um, I can't think of anything besides banjo. Yeah. Is this going to be your longest trip carrying instruments? Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like when we did the New Orleans trip, that was like 1,500 miles 
what we did 26 days and the I think the total of the divide route because we're going to do the Missoula spur is going to be just shy of 3000 and um, I'm going to do it in 30 days uh, so yeah like mileage wise definitely the longest and day count just yeah. a few days longer than what I've done before yeah cool so how do you train do you I mean do you train for this or um I kind of, you know, I love what JP says about it. Like you just train by riding your bike. Um, mm -hmm. cause that's what I love doing. So I got, I'm doing a few races. Um, I did that land, I did land run 100 a couple of weeks ago. And, um, I have a few more coming up that I'm just doing to like not race, but just make sure I have some longer hundred mile days. And then I've got a couple of, um, shorter, uh, music trips in Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin area coming up to do like just a couple day shakedowns to go ride loaded and camp and just make sure everything is going well before I leave. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, yeah it's probably too far out, but what are your plans after the great divide? I mean, it's, it seems like such a big thing to, to, to accomplish, but are there any other future trips or goals? Yeah. I mean, that's probably one of my problems is that I'm like 20 steps ahead of myself. <laughs> I just, I love life, man. I, mean, I love like dreaming about what's possible. So I um, was talking to my friend, Bobby Winnell, who, who run, who owns and runs district bicycles down in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And um, they, he and some buddies, they did the divide in 2016. And he said, he said, I just kept telling myself every day, man, I'm just riding to Mexico. I'm just riding to Mexico. <laughs> and so I've been telling myself, I'm riding to Mexico and then I'm going to do another tour where I'm going to go and show the film that I made about when I rode to Mexico. So um, I want to do the divide. I want to focus on these communities and people and telling the story and helping adventure cycling. And then I want to do a tour. I would love to do a tour where um, Keenan and I go to, you know, retailers like bike shops, REIs, you know, whoever will have us and mm -hmm. talk about our experiences and, um, show the film and give you know give a performance um mm -hmm. but yeah then i've also got i'm gonna canoe the miss part of the mississippi river and play shows and then ride my bike home and then i've got some other um some other potential bike stuff planned for the later fall so yeah it's ongoing yeah <laughs> keeping busy <laughs> yeah i like it <laughs> nice well is there anything else uh, anyone should know about you know what you're doing or or what you have coming up? I'm sure there is. I'm 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 kind of terrible about self promotion and remembering that stuff. But I do think like um, I I I use Instagram. That's the one like technical or social media slash thing that I try to sort of like share out on so that people can follow. So my handle is Ben Weaver Music. Mm -hmm. um, and like yeah, just go and and get engaged with the Adventure Cycling page. The Adventure Cycling music for free mm -hmm. um and sign up and get the song and and um follow along with the story but if there are other things which i'm sure there are they will come out <laughs> to that channel because we're that that's sort of the point of that is to kind of have one place where we can yeah yeah tell the story and, and keep it all together because my head just gets too jumbled yeah <laughs> so when does uh when do you take off again well, like I said, I'm going to start on the, the grand depart for the tour divide race is June 8th. Okay. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping to do a show at the YWCA in Banff the night before, mm -hmm. just haven't 
confirm those details yet. Um, and, you know, even though I'm not racing, like, I just, I think that that divide, the tour divide is an important part of the story of the Great Divide mountain bike route, even though the route of the tour divide, you know, doesn't necessarily follow the Great Divide mountain bike route the entire time, but all of those people and, um, I just want to be there and have that be part of the film that we're making. Yeah. It's part of the story. So do you have a sense if there's going to be more riders this year because it's going to be the 20th or it's about par for course? Well, I think in general that, um, the tour divide is just growing and it seems like more and more people are, are turning up every year to ride that. So I'm, I'm guessing that there will be more people just because of the overall interest in bike packing and, and that, race and then i i bet also because of the anniversary yeah well i think we'll wrap up here uh so again thanks ben for being on the show and start following ben on the adventure cycling uh landing page starting june 8th for updates uh where to find them hopefully a little blue tracker so you can uh intercept uh ben along the way and, and hear a show and ride bikes and thank you once again yeah thank you russ yeah so thanks for joining us again on PLP Talks. And once again, if you guys enjoyed this content, consider being a financial supporter of the show. I don't operate on ad revenue, so it's truly listener and viewer supported. And if you can't support financially, that's totally cool. We get that. But if you could do us the solid of going to your podcasting app of choice and leaving a rating and review, that really helps the show out in terms of visibility and growing the audience. So hopefully one day we can secure some actual sponsors uh, for the show and keep it going. So thanks again for listening or watching. And until next time, keep the supple side down.